Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Pundit is the football trivia game, ideal for the football head in your life. Every sale of Pundit using the code LIONS at checkout earns you a 10% discount plus a donation for the Lions Food Hub. Visit punditgames.co.uk to order your copy or visit at punditgames on Twitter. You're listening to Achtung Norwalk, broadcasting from the beautiful South Berlin. Set no substitute. Welcome, welcome, dear listeners. Welcome to a grey, overcast, coolish winter's day at the Den for the visit this afternoon of Sunderland, the Black Cats. A sellout fixture, listeners. This fixture has been hyped up to the to the max, to number 11 on the amplifier. Here come the two teams. Millwall placed an eighth going into this game. Sunderland just one place below us in the table in ninth position. Your team news, main team news, really, is the uh, injury, unfortunate injury to Sean Hutchinson, replaced by Charlie Cresswell in the centre defence. So we have George Long in goal, back line, Murray Wallace, Charlie Cresswell, Jake Cooper is captain today, Danny McNamara, midfield two of Billy Mitch and George Savile. The attacking three, back Mason Bennett, Zian Fleming, George Honeyman with Tom Bradshaw up front. Full house, as I've said already. Uh, good to see the den absolutely packed out, solidly filled up at the cold blow lane ends and in the Dogger stand. Just one or two seats around me in block one. That suits me just fine, listeners. As I talk to myself for your hourall, hourall pleasure. Speaking before the game, a great, great internet meme that I saw, listeners. A Gary Rowick quote. The den, he says, has always been the ultimate fortress. When you speak to players and managers, you hear how intimidating it can be. The fans are a little misunderstood as well. Uh, I've seen them raise money for rival supporters who fall ill. I think the world of them, says Gary Rowett. Well-placed words there from Gary Rowett. I think the phrase a little misunderstood is doing some heavy lifting, some very heavy lifting in that, in that meme. Sunderland this afternoon in their traditional red and white stripes. Lions, of course, in dark blue and white. Today is Memorial Day. The, uh, the freebie programme they email out to you had the list of Lions and people associated with club ex-players who have 
sadly passed away in the last year. It's a nice gesture. I think they run a video on the main scoreboard doing the same thing. I believe there's a little pre-match um, ceremony with a reef in the centre of the pitch. And as you can hear, the den is in fine voice, dear listeners, fine voice. Attacking the away end in accordance with the dictums laid down by the venerable Bede, writing at Jarrow Monastery, the 9th century of Anglo-Saxon England, of course. And uh, Jake is actually taking the reef down to the Holbro Lane ends. That's a nice touch. So we're ready to go now. Zian Fleming is going to kick us off. Not quite yet. Away we go, dear listeners. What did you make of the transfer window? Was it um, a meh to use the kids' term? Were you um, pleased? Did we dodge a bullet with uh, Ken Nisbet and his dodgy knee? Ken Nisbet. As it is, we signed Duncan Watmore and, of course, uh, Ollie Burke. Watmore and Burke both sitting on the bench, listeners, along with uh, Vogelsammer, Ryan Leonard. Bielkowski, early crash there, free kick for Sander, just inside the mill half, inside the first minute. Yeah, so the bench, Bielkowski, Bury, Malone, Shackleton, Leonard, Watmore and Vogelsammer. It's been a while since I've done this, listeners. It's, um, you get a bit, a bit creaky, so apologies if my bounce is a little bit rusty for you. I do try and keep it, you know, on point, lubricated. Well, breaks. This is Tom Bradshaw. He's going to have to be a greyhound to get it. He does get it. He is a greyhound. He does a good job of checking inside the penalty area. He's gone down. No penalty, says the referee. That looked like a good shout. He turned his man inside the penalty area. Looks like he's pushed from behind. Not given by the huge shout. Not given there, dear listeners. Three minutes, three and a half minutes. I'd have to see it again, but looked a good shout. And I am a totally unbiased observer, dear listeners. You know that. You know me. Fair-minded Nick, they call me. Zian Fleming now. Spreads the ball out wide right. This is Jules Honeyman now coming down the right side. Ball into the penalty. Mason Bennett! Shot just wide left. Inches wide left. Nice move by Millwall. Unlucky. Yeah. Gary Rowett did speak about the need to be um, thinking outside the box in, with the centre-forward role. Obviously, the debacle of uh, Nisbet coming down and then going back home again to, to Scotland meant that we didn't sign a striker but we did pick up Duncan Watmore who was spoken of very brightly very brightly indeed by um, 
some Middlesbrough fans, and one that I know, Mark Johnson, I know well. This is a long throw-in from the right side by Zian Fleming. It's looping in, it's bouncing around. Shouts for a handball, nothing given there, obviously. It'll bouncing around the edge of the penalty area. It's Millwall with the pressure on at the moment. Billy Mitchell, chance for uh, Sunderland to break now. Lone striker, he's up against Danny Mack. Great, great work there by Zian Fleming. Doing the work, listeners, doing the work. This will be pushing close towards an 18,000 capacity. Whether we get quite to 18 or not, I don't know. But uh, 2,800 Sunderland fans have come down here. The mill sections are sold out, so that's got to take us to the, the high 17,000s, if not to 18. Biggest crowd, of course, um, as it's the 30th anniversary this year of the construction of what I still call the new den. Was that game against Arsenal? I think we had 20,000 back when it could hold 20,000. It's been slightly reduced since then. Good old school chant there. The Dirty Northern Bastards. It's one from the Cold Blow Lane songbook. Maybe I should publish that as a kind of a charitable endeavour. The Cold Blow Lane songbook. I might do that. All profits to the food hub. Ideas factory to show is just always a bit chaotic. People trying to find seats, gathering around the exit points. Millwall and full houses are always chaotic affairs, listeners, aren't they? It's in the DNA. I'm forgetting to mention one other, uh, we've mentioned Duncan Watmore and Oliver Burke coming in during the transfer window. I'm forgetting to mention Adomo Imaku, the Irish boy who um, has been injured obviously since he's arrived but he looks a prospect it'd be great to see something of him at some stage in the course of this, these 19 games 19 huge games to go before the denouement of the season game has just settled after that fairly manic opening phase 12 minutes in Of course, that's uh, Dan Bellard playing for Sunderland at uh, number number five. Hence that lone boo. Nothing more forlorn than a lone boo, is there, listeners? Ooh, look like a handball there. Honeyman dodges a bullet, I think. Anyway, there's Millwall breaking on the right side now. Ball down the right for Tom Bradshaw. Can he get there? He's gone for a throw-in. Comes from uh, 19 and a half, 20 minute mark. Needs a spark, needs something, uh, some moment of drama to get the mill crowd into this. I suppose Sunderland would say they're quelling the home crowd. They're doing a good job of that. I feel quite quelled at the moment. This is Murray Wallace to chip it forwards again. Aiming at the big men. Charlie Cresswell falls almost to Zian Fleming. It's falls to Honeyman's uh, offside. Throws for a moment of throws. I thought Honeyman was for you. 26 minutes. When Mill do break forwards, we're not quite dangerous. We just haven't had the opportunity to break enough. This now is Ian Fleming who plays the ball out wide. Left, this is Mason Bennett now. 27 comes with 28 minutes. Bennett inside the penalty. He finds Zian. Shots on target. <laughs> 
Flagging. Big pulls whilst the referee talks to the linesman. Oh, he's giving it offside! Ooh! He didn't flag for it at the time that I saw this, Liz. He's giving it offside now. Wow, add that to the charge list for this referee. That linesman will be getting his earful over there, listeners. Nil-nil. Controversial. With a deep sense of irony that the stadium man decides to put a cartoon vision of Xander and, and Bellina. He's trying to sell a kid's stadium tour up on the big screen in the midst of the mayhem of the den. A disallowed goal. Looked alright to me. And I am fair-minded Nick listeners, as you know. That's two now. What was that I said about wanting some drama? Left-sided throwing. Presumably it will be a Zian Fleming long throw. Then it comes. It's a big loop up towards Jacob, who's getting manhandled. Left, right and centre. This is now Tom Bradshaw on the right, facing away from goal. Good job there, take and turn. Ball's in, blocked, and hoof clear. Beautiful little fourth turn there by Mason Bennett. Gets clipped, but no yellow card there, clearly. I think the referee is a bit overcome with the, uh, the occasion, dear listeners. Desperately trying to prove he's unbiased and favouring Sunderland in the process. This is George Seville. Picks out Zian. Little backhill pass. Classy. Mason Bennett just tries to tuck inside there. It's gone for a throw-in. Left side, 43rd minute. Um, Sunderland trying their hardest to um, keep matters as quiet as possible. Clearly, it suits them for the crowd to be um, kept as quiet as they can. That means that the uh, team don't feed off the energy of the crowd. This is a chance here. There's going to be another long throw as we go to 43 and a half minutes for Zian. He's got Cresswell and Cooper. Murray to aim out in there. Bit of uh, RG Bargy in there. It's taken short this time for a change. This is Billy Mitchell now. He floats the ball in deep. Murray Wallace being manhandled, but nothing, nothing seen by this referee, who's been very poor, in my opinion. Floated in there, Danny Mack. This is a deep one. There's a push. Right in front of the referee gets pushed. Nothing. Zian Fleming inside the box. Mason Bennett. Shot block. Left side of corner. What is this referee? got to see to give a decision Millwall's way. That was a clear push. Two hands in the air, whatever that means, must mean deep towards the centre spot. It's headed by Jake Cooper, it's bobbing around, falls to Cresswell, pass over the bar. Big chance. First time opportunity had to be taken, but he put it over the bar from the edge of the six-yard box there, Charlie Cresswell. Just one minute of added time. A clash in the middle there, who's that gone down? Mason driving around Mason he looks like he's 
underpass calling the uh, trainers on. He looks in bad, bad way there. I, I didn't see what happened, listeners. Once again, the referee slack. The uh, Sunderland players, the uh, doctor's calling for a stretcher. The referee calls half-time. This, this game is getting beyond him, I think. All seriousness. Mason don't look good. The uh, doctor called for a stretcher, crossed his arms. I don't know what that means. We'll come back in a bit for the uh, Mason Bennett news. He's still on the on the pitch of being attended to, Mister. Achtung, Millwall. Two teams are out for the second half, Listers. Apparently, I see from the internet that. Duncan, Duncan Watmore comes in in place of the injured Mason Bennett, who's down for some time. Yeah, just to say, I see from the internet that Jules Saville was standing in an offside position and obstructed the goalkeeper's viewpoint, apparently. Um, the decision-making process there left much to be desired. The referee leaves much to be desired. I thought we had at least two or three uh, moments in the penalty area where penalties could have been given. Um, he's, I think he's just been overwhelmed by the atmosphere of the afternoon. Too big a situation for two smaller referees, as I said on our group chat. Anyway, second half is underway. Sunderland attacking the away end. We've got it all to do. We, we, I thought we stronged that first half. and But for the referee's intervention, we would have had one, possibly two goals. Sunderland on the attack early on in the second half. This is a chance come down the right side. Ball in blocks. That's going for a right-sided corner. It's the uh, 16, he's the winger, who I name I want to look up. I think he did some damage to us up there at the Stadium of Light earlier on in the season, where we had a good first half, if memory serves, and made an appalling mess of the second half. Any road, right-sided corner, in it comes to Sunderland, near post, bouncing around, hoofed clear there by uh, Billy Mitchell. Yeah, the doctor seemed to make a, an X sign when he arrived with uh, Mason Bennett. I'm going to guess that means a broken leg. Um, obviously, uh, we wish Mason Bennett well. Apparently, he's left the den in an ambulance, um, according to, uh, again, Twitter. Player that's obviously contended with injuries a lot over the course of his of his career and, and his time with Millwall. Express Murray Wallace now in a central position. Ball over the top, trying to find what more. Can Watmore get to it? He's got beat, the goalkeeper's got clattered. But the goalkeeper batted the ball away and then the, uh, Watmore got clattered, the referee gives nothing. So it continues, listeners, 47, coming on 48 minutes. The referee's having a mare this afternoon. Anyway, here's a corner for the Lions. It's George Savile to take, I think. Lofted into the middle. Headed onto the bar. That was Murray Wallace. Like a loopy header, touch the bar, top side of the bar. Oh, great, this is Honeyman now. It's classic again. Free kick, Millwall. Right side, that halfway inside the Sunderland half. It's a physical contest, listeners, very physical contest. It's been an entertaining game, it'd be lovely, it'd be even more entertaining, wouldn't it, if we get a goal? I don't know if there are any neutrals in the house, they would regard it as a pretty 
committed, full-blooded English affair so far. Savile's going to take this right-sided free kick, about halfway inside the southern half. It's in towards the near side of the penalty area. Runs away. Darkness starting to descend. Floodlights bright. It's a good afternoon to be at the Den, listeners. Where else would you rather be in this world? Right here, right now. That's a long ball forwards, trying to find some Bradshaw. He just get some measure of control on it, it falls to Billy Mitchell now, Danny Mack overlapping on the right, 58 minutes, Danny's into the box, shot from, oh what a save from Jules Honeyman, is on target, top right hand corner, the goalkeeper makes a brilliant save, backs it round for a right sided corner. And it comes, right sided corner, deep, 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 it's bouncing around in amongst it. Deservedly so, justified. 64 minutes, dear listeners. The uh, game's obviously exploded with that, that goal. Sunderland have pressed forwards more, as they will have to. Let's hope they leave gaps at the back for us to exploit. It's good to hear these old-school chants coming back for the, the cold blown lane songbook that I'm going to put together. Is that a drum? I don't, I hope it's not a drum. This is Sunderland on the right side, as you'll gather, that's Pritchard. 65 and a half minutes, just outside the D. Keeping possession. Pressing much higher. Sunderland trying to force errors from Millwall, and they've done one there's a throw-in for Millwall, uh, for throw-in for Sunderland, 66 minutes. A little bit of a fizz seems to have gone out of the Millwall since the uh, the goal listeners. Obviously, um, Sunderland have been pressing forwards, as we've said already. But we've got to be careful we don't get pushed back too much. We invite them on. 75 minutes will be extensive injury time, though at the end of the 90. Ball breaks, Duncan Watmore surging down the left side, inside he's got Tom Bradshaw, the ball was just behind him slightly. Bradshaw's just running rightwards, unfortunately there was a moment there where I thought we were through on goal. Yeah. That's going to be a free kick. Savile will draw a yellow I think. Going to be left-sided free kick, just about halfway inside the middle half. 80 minutes on the stadium clock. Pritchard to take, as you'll tell from the booze. 
deep, deep, deep. It's gone in the net. More, more um, frantic waving out of, of trainer, trainers. Looks like the uh, long came out to get. I'm sorry. There's a number of things going on. We've got got players down. Both sides trainers are on the pitch, attending to men out there. It's got in that one all after all that distance. Sorry. Um, looks like an error really for me from Jules. Uh, he came for it, didn't get it. Got beaten to the punch. Maybe he's punched his way through one of the um, Sunderland players there. I don't know. Another stretcher coming out for us, listeners. Two stretches. Players down. He's moving. I can see some movement. <laughs> anyway, why not? I don't want laughing. Bradshaw coming out. Bo uh, Burke has come in. Sorry, confusing situation. We've got substitution. It looks like Vogel Sammers coming in. I didn't see who's left the pitch for, for Vogel Sammer, listeners. I'm sorry about that. He looks like he's seeing stars and birds flying around his head. This boy is coming off. Clearly, some bants for the Sunderland then, listeners. Frustrating, frustrating situation. Haven't got ourselves in front after so much heartache. That was a poor ball by Billy there, giving the ball away. Come towards 88 minutes. Lions just need to stay switched on there a little bit. I think the um, the goal was slightly taking the wind collectively out of the sails of the den. This is a throw-in for Sunderland down below us in block one. Should be careful. The one-all draw is not a disaster. It is frustrating when we were leading and should have led from all those um, quirks of the referee in the first half. But we've still got to, still got to come away with something out of this game rather than nothing. There it is. It finishes one each. That's a frustrating result in all honesty. Good applause for the players. I thought they gave everything. It was uh, an avoidable error, really. The ball flicked in from that left-sided free kick, Jules Long coming for it, I'll have to see it again tonight if I'm being harsh on Jules Long, but at the moment I'm debiting the equaliser to his bank account, um, one each um, probably not a bad result overall should have been a win for Mill after that debacle of the first half, the referee should hang his head in shame with some of the decisions he took today there we are listeners 90 plus minutes of action and it finishes, Mill 1 Sunderland 1 Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once, it's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Achtung, Millwall. Welcome back after the break, and it's been a while since I've spoken to him, but it's great to have him back on the show. It's Mr. Harry Warren. How are you doing, H? Yeah, not too bad. Just cracking the second bottle of beer. I, I was going to say, sunk one butt already. <laughs> since I, did, did, I, I was doing the prelim call, listeners, and he's had one, so this is his second one, so um, and we'll see how the, the conversation finishes. Oh, Harry, Millwall won, Sunderland won. We were just saying off air, mate, it had, that was a typical Millwall performance in every sense of the word because you had the good, you had the bad, and you had the ugly. Um, bit of everything thrown into the mix there. I mean, it was a committed performance. Um, a sense of points lost for me, though, Harry. How did you see it, mate, today? Yeah, I thought we were... Um... We were unlucky not to win that. I think that on another day we would have done. I think, you know, um, the referee I'm sure we'll touch on. But uh, that being said, um, (laughs) George George Long has decided to make a decision that I can't understand. I'm not a professional goalkeeper. But um, has come for a ball that's never winnable. Um, and, And that's cost us three three points that's cost us two points to drop two points but all we know I yeah thought... i mean strangely we've we've moved up the table but well um, that's not that's not the point for me because it we were leading um i mean in real i don't either of us i don't think have seen any kind of replays i don't know about yourself h but i haven't seen anything it's not come out on youtube yet so i haven't seen the incident replayed but it looked in real time as you've just said it um it's a, a, a free kick left sides come whipped in decently flighted ball uh, and the, I thought the Sunderland defenders got in front of um, got in front of Long. He's got in front, I guess, of Cresswell. I've, I've seen a, a photograph where um, Long is following through straight into his face. So I think he was knocked out afterwards, you know. Um, but he's got his head to the ball. He's got it in the net. I th- I've got to say, it looked like a goalkeeping error. My instinct of in real time, I thought that looked like a goalkeeping misjudgment error, whatever way you want to put it. Yeah, um, and I feel like he was making up for the one before when we were one nil up. We sort of Danny Mac tried to shield the ball out, and the ball ended up getting come, coming across, and he stayed rooted to yeah, his line. George Long strikes me as the kind of goalkeeper that is like, and because he's never really had a lot of first team football, I, I feel like he makes a mistake and then reacts badly to that mistake. Um, mm. I don't. He doesn't mm. fill me with confidence. And the thing is, he's not in his. Uh, this is going to sound strange. He's not in the team for his goalkeeping, right? Let's be honest. He's in the team for his kicking ability. That is literally what his he's distribution. in the team for. Basic, basically, he's... he's and, and that's what the difference is between we've got Bart, who's a better goalkeeper than him, makes better saves, makes, you know, the the, the ridiculous saves seem routine. Um, and mm. you get used to that. Yeah. Whereas George Long is a particularly average shot stopper and average goalkeeper with above average kicking ability and therefore is in nets. Um it was a with the January transfer window, he was it was one of the positions that I was not necessarily shocked that we didn't go for, but I am 
starting to not understand why we're not taking one of these many young goalkeepers that can now play out from the back from one of these, you know, the top six clubs. Because you're not, you're not telling me that there's not a Man City goalkeeper that basically needs minutes that can play out from the mm. back. I, I don't, because I, I don't get what the idea of Bar and Long long-term is kind of thing. And I don't think Long's the answer and Bar obviously isn't because of his age and the fact that he can't kick in this in this thing. I think that's something for the future. But at the moment, no, yeah. George, George Long does not fill me with confidence. Let's put it that way. I'm not going to knock George Long. He's actually done not some reasonably well recently, but that was an error. And it's in the nature of the position, Harry, that um, one error... One mistake can cost a goal, and that's that's what gives away points. So, you know, it was a frustrating game. Let's, let's touch on the referee because I thought he was appalling. I thought the game, the atmosphere, the situation just got beyond him. I think it was overwhelming, particularly in the first half, where there's the obvious decision of the the goal that took two minutes worth of consultation to decide it was offside. You know, I, I I don't understand how the officials can. You either give that in the in the immediate moment, or um, you don't give it at all. Um, I don't see how a debate solves it. But anyway, um, they got away with one. There also a number of fairly strong looking penalty shouts that weren't given to us. I just thought we got a bit overwhelmed by the by the day there. Yeah, I mean, right. Let's start early doors before the goal. Bradshaw is fouled in the penalty area. It's not given. Yeah, yeah. Um, Pushed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Early doors. Mistake by the by the left back sort of dallies on it a little bit. Bradshaw nips in as he does, and it's a it's a foul. It's a foul, and because it's in the penalty area, it's not given. That's how I feel like that's been decided. He thinks it's too soft. Now, what good referees do is that's the marker. So they've said right that mm. that's too soft. So all my decisions from now on have to be that is the level of contact allowed. Right to for to, consistency, you know, yeah. For consistency. Yeah. Yeah. What this referee done was swing from one extreme to the other during the next sort of 10 15 minutes. And in this time, Millwall didn't play very well in the first sort of 10 15 minutes of this game. Sunderland looked very accomplished, played no, we got well. pinned back early on, didn't we? Yeah, right. And this played into it as Millwall started to get a foothold in the game. He seemingly switched from being fouls are fine. So suddenly fouls are not fine and I'm going to blow for every sort of little pull or every little bit of contact or whatever. And then we come to the goal and the goal is, I don't know. I've not, I've not seen it again in, in real time. Obviously it's a shot from distance. The goalkeeper doesn't cover himself in glory. Um, and it's toe mm. poked in from close. From close. Now, was it Honeyman? Honeyman put I, it in? I think, I, think. It was, I think it was Honeyman. Now, yeah, Honeyman looks to the line. The lino has not flagged at this point. This is the key no, point. No, the lineman, the linesman no. does not flag, right, at all. Doesn't flag, doesn't pull the flag. The ref then goes over to consultate with him. Now, under that, pressure from the Sunderland players, H. I mean, obviously, they're going to they're going to be like that in his ear, of course. But that's but that's he goes over to consult. Now, yeah, for, for me, for me. The, the question then becomes, well, what does the referee think? What does the referee think that the linesman cannot judge or see from his position? Right? There's a mm. consultation. There's two hands moving backwards and forwards. From my opinion, what they're saying is is that Honeyman was originally offside when the shot came in, but the, uh, but 
but then having a debate whether or not the ball went backwards or whether it went sideways or, or whatever their debate was, they've ruled it offside, right? Now, Michael, obviously, Michael Avery of this parish, mm. says that he yeah. has overruled his own linesman before. But to me, as a as someone that still plays Saturday amateur football, that's bollocks. Because there's no there's no way from any position that the referee is in that you can judge a fucking offside line. There is no way, because you're not in line. He's not in line with well, the, the line. Well, the linesman is the man. I thought I read somewhere there was Savile who was off, in an offside position and moved out of the goalkeeper's sight line, which then that was... I don't know where that's come from. I don't know where, how so, so authoritative... So they're basically saying that Savile's so, interfered with play by being in the goalkeeper's eye line, right? Yeah. How many of I them? Believe. Not, yeah. How many of them are not given a year? How many? Who decides whether or not he's in the eye line or not? And how the fuck has the referee decided he's in his eye line from his position? That's bollocks. Because the referee at no point as the referee, we haven't got VAR in this league, right? I don't know where no, the two officials no. are from, right? I don't know. Also, another point on the officials, which I noticed near the end of the game, was that the linesman who gave or disallowed the goal with with the referee hmm. didn't swap sides. He was the same side the second half. He stayed really? in front I didn't, of the I missed that. I missed that. In front of the Dockers right. or, the, or, the, or right. the game. Very odd. Maybe he was enjoying the comment. Maybe he was enjoying the abuse over oh, there. I got, don't know. You've got some nice comment, I can assure you. Um, <laughs> I can that, imagine. But that, that being said, it, it's a fucking travesty of a decision. There is enough time to react from that. But from that, the referee descended into farce. It was like it was like the best kind of um, Jeeves and Worcester type fucking <laughs> sort of you know high class farce. It was there was there was three or four in front of me that basically were given the wrong way almost on purpose. There was a handball yeah. from Honeyman that yeah. basically you might as well play volleyball with it. Then nutmeg the fucking <laughs> Sunderland player. And the referee's like, oh, yeah, it's fine. You know, it's... it's, it's I think you just got a bit overwhelmed. I, th- I think the day overwhelmed him, Harry. It was a full house today, um, as, as is well known. I just think the... The, the the intensity of the game, the intensity of the of the atmosphere of the of the, of the den, I think it just overwhelms referees and, and befuddles them. I, th- I, I mean, I, I I don't subscribe to the EFL corruption kind of argument. I, um, I just I just as you do, I, I just think it becomes like totally a se- sensory adhere. overload. I, that's my I view. Totally <laughs> ad- I totally adhere to the EFL. Want us absolute idea. It's going to be interesting to see the. I mean, we haven't seen the YouTube clip yet, listeners. I don't pay for the five pound um, a month Mill TV um, subs, so I'll, I'll probably see it tomorrow morning when I'm doing the edit of all this recording. But it will be interesting to see that goal again. I, I still believe it was a fair goal. I th- it, was, it was a good shot goal. on target. Uh, Zian Fleming, I think, who. Um, yeah. Was stood apart with his with his class all, all afternoon for me. Um, spilled by the goalkeeper and, and finished well actually by George Honeyman. Incidentally, H, I wanted to mention George Honeyman because I thought he played really well this afternoon. I, I, I thought the whole team. Um, you can talk about Long's error, but I thought the whole team did well. I you know, Cresswell coming in for the, the 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 injured Sean Hutchinson. I thought would be a bit of a hole, but overall, I thought Cresswell did okay today. How did how did you see the defence this afternoon? I thought he looked okay. Um, he terrifies me nine times out of ten, but he done it right today. I thought, I thought really what you said there about the team. I thought most of them done really well. Obviously, Mason Bennett mm. has 
I, I, I yeah, that that did yeah. not look good in any way. That wasn't. No, I know everyone takes. The I was pitch, just reading. That wasn't, that wasn't muscular. No, I was that just reading. He was given given oxygen on the pitch. He was, yeah. um, you know, he was in a bad way. And I must admit, I feared. I mean, when when the doctor arrived, because it was kind of on on my side where I sit, um, he made like a like it looks like the West Ham sign. But he did like the X, which I took to mean a broken leg or broken joint. Right, I think Gary Rowett was talking about ankle. Um, given the boys' injury record, it's going to be very you know your heart goes out to him really. So True. I like, like Mason broken, Bennett. A broken bone can happen to any. Like I I don't want this to be. I know it's very difficult and people, yeah, we all know his injury history, but all his injuries are muscular injuries. They're not, he's not really ever had like mm. a bone, like a broken bone or a broken I mean, leg. Or no, no, no. I mean, we haven't seen the, the, the outcome. So, I mean, I'm presuming he's broken something. The ankle, yeah. I, I, I don't, not a medical man, Harry, but I would imagine a broken ankle is a bit better. If they can have such a thing I mean, with a broken leg, dislo- I, think. I, I think he could dislocate. I mean, it's quite easy to dislocate shit when people. I think mm. it was more through the guy. I think the guy landed on him, didn't he? He just fell like, on him. Uh, yeah, yeah, he yeah. fell. It's like a, 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 a coming together, and there was nothing malicious in it. It was just a challenge, and he's landed awkwardly in the yeah, boat so, on I something. Mean, so you could have popped something, or something's gone the wrong way, or whatever. You know, it, with his injury record, it's probably more likely than not that he is. You know, particularly susceptible to impact or, or whatever. But the, the thing is, I think a lot of people, I sort of saw on Twitter a little bit of like, oh, that might be him done with us. I, I don't think, I don't think... A bit early to say Bennett, that. I don't think with Mason Bennett, you can ever really say that for Millwall. I think he is, he's at Millwall because of Mason Bennett's injury problems are Mason Bennett. And realistically, yeah. You know, I compare him to Oliver Burke, and what one would I want to see in a Millwall shirt a lot of the time? It would be Mason Bennett. So I accept a Mason Bennett more than a Oliver Burke, who I'll get on to later. But... I mean, along with along with Styles, it looks like he's out for the season now. I'm going to guess, and I've seen nothing other than the evidence of my eyes sitting in the seats um, that says uh, it looks like Mason's out for the season. So we, we've gone from a moderately could have been better, but could have been a lot worse um, transfer window um, to suddenly carrying an injury crisis. This is a very Millwall. I mean, this is what we meant at the start of conversations. a very Millwall day, isn't it? Yeah, you know, I mean, there's actually, a lot of... We actually played quite well on occasions today. Yeah, we did play really well. I thought Fleming's just a fucking level above everyone, isn't he? I wish he had someone to pass to. Yeah. That's, that's kind of sad. <laughs> it's kind of the sad thing. You're sort of watching this... You know, one of them posh restaurants. Very, very good player. Yes. Yeah. It's like one of them posh restaurants, dear listener, that um, you go to and they've got sort of like the open place. That Harry goes to. No, not anymore. <laughs> She's not with me anymore. Um, <laughs> every, every time you sort of go to one of these restaurants and they've got like the chef shows you out there doing the cooking or whatever, and you know. And, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah sort of open plan he is showing you everything that football can be but he's got no one to play up the dish for like the the little assist around the corner for Danny Mac to run onto would have been like if Liverpool had done that you could, or Barcelona or whatever you go fuck me look at they'd be cooing wouldn't they they'd be oh, cooing the, the, yeah the no. match of the day oh that is simply fantastic you know um Peter Drury would put some kind of amazing yeah. sort of literally 
brilliant speech <laughs> over it where we sort of get Max McLennan and Carl Bates, bless them, sort of saying, what a pass that would have been, kind of. And that's about as far as it goes to, because he's got no one to eat. He's, 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 he's Leonardo da Vinci surrounded by a bunch of painters and decorators, isn't he? You know? <laughs> I don't know if that's a good analogy. I can't no, paint decorate for love, for love or money. No, listeners. I, anyway, I yeah. What happens is, is Zion turns up, paints the, paints the fucking ceiling, like, and then basically... <laughs> Our version of I cover with a magnolia lotion. Make sure and Watmore turn up with a bag of fucking with a couple of rollers. Big magnolia. Oh dear. I mean, we've got to say that we struggled to break down. I mean, Sunderland's tactic, especially in the first half, was to keep the stadium as quiet as possible, not to generate any moments of excitement. And I don't begrudge them their tactics. It's probably what I would try and do if I was uh, in Tony I mean, Mowbray's shoes, you know. They have joined my cunt list of clubs, Sunderland. Have they? they? I don't mind them. I don't yeah, mind they, them. They, um, they, but what, why? What, what's, what's, any, what's, your, what's your beef? Anyone who turns up and beef sings was... West Ham, anyone who turns up and sings West Ham songs should automatically go on every meal. Well, yeah. They, they all do that, don't they? No, they, they all don't. That, Not that. all. It's embarrassing. <laughs> this modern fucking idea that you turn up. They say, what, what, what happened? Like, I'd, Millwall have quite a good... Like, when we go away from home, there's humour in chants and stuff. And there's spontaneity of what's happened or something, something. Like, yeah, yeah 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 fucking football away fans that come to the den are disappointing they disappoint me and this, is, <laughs> this is what it is <laughs> oh dear um good i thought once we got in front in the good second half um early spell we got in front i think um Jake Cooper poking home a close range chance from what I saw of it. I haven't seen anything as I've said a few times, listeners. It's good finish. But I thought we sat off yeah, we sat off them too much age after that. And that's Gary Rowett ball, isn't it? That's sitting well, back and allowing them to come at us. I thought we just gave them a bit too much of the ball afterwards. Well, there's, a, there's a couple of things that happen to allow that to happen. So don't know if you noticed in, in real time, Fleming has had this thing all season where we score and he picks the ball up and he smashes the ball either towards the fans or just into the sky. And today he done it okay. and it went out the ground and the referee booked him for it. Right. Honeyman got right. in the celebrations and I think at the time it was Billy Mitch and Sav. I missed those. I didn't see I didn't see those at all. No, so that's, Billy that's... Mitch Billy Mitch and Sav are the only two midfielders at that time that are not on a card. Cooper's on a card. Creswell isn't. Mm. Danny Mack, I think, was as well. So you've got sort right. of a lot of the people with pace there to do recovery runs and take one for the team, shall we say. You've got to be are, careful. Got yeah. to be careful. So yeah. what normal football parlance would be is when we make the changes, we decide to, you know, up 1-0 up with 10 minutes to go before they scored. I said it might be time for us to take Fleming off. And I didn't want mm. to take Zion Fleming off because of what Zion Fleming does. But we knew what the pattern was going to be. It was going to be Gary Rowett sitting, try and be 1-0, try and hold this out. And I thought it was crying out for 10 minutes of Ryan Leonard to just break things up and just pump it long. Because we don't... Bradshaw yeah. looked out on his feet and we sort of brought Burke and Vogelstammer on to... I don't know, I don't know what the idea was there. I, I don't understand... The substitution to then bring fucking Vogel Slammer on on the fucking right and play Burke through the middle because that's where he ended up playing. Oliver Burke 
for me, in a Millwall shirt in the last spell and what I saw today, basically is runs in straight lines very, very fast and possibly might get you a throw-in or a corner out of it, just how fast he is, and that's all he's got. He doesn't cut in, he doesn't beat anyone, he doesn't cross the ball, he does fuck all for me, and I have absolutely no idea why we signed him again. I have no interest <laughs> in Oliver, seeing Oliver Burke in a Millwall show. I have no idea why we have What do you make of Duncan Watmore? Because obviously he took the second half on. I I thought he looked all right. I understand. When when you said about... I understand. When you said about Zian having somebody to pass to, when you said about Zian not having anyone to pass to, I thought actually Watmore looked like he could be one of those people that that, that Zian could feed because I thought he looked pretty willing. Um, Got forwards. um, And I I like the look of him. But obviously... Sometimes you see... I don't like using the cliche Millwall player, but you have got to work out of possession, right? That is kind of, that is modern football. Oliver Burke don't do that. Mm. What more automatically comes in, just flop, what's been here fucking a week, comes in, does, you know, out of possession, got into position, stood there, done a little bit of, done a little bit of um, defending off the ball, won a cheap free kick in front of me, uses his body for what he's got of it very, very well. And when he broke forward, I was like, Actually, you've got quite deceptively a long stride and quite good pace. And I was like, I can understand why you're pretty well liked for from, from Middlesbrough fans because I, I can see why we signed you. you. You are a Millwall type type player. With a little bit more confidence, I'd have liked to have seen him maybe knowing what Tom Bradshaw's like. I would have preferred him to shoot himself, but he was unselfish and like, tried to lay in Bradshaw for that chance at I think it was 1-0 at the time, maybe, or 1-1. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, it weren't to be. But Bradshaw, yeah. Bradshaw was out on his feet anyway by the time that chance comes to him. I mean, if you're getting fucked... The work he puts in, Tom Bradshaw, I mean, I'll, I'll take my hat off to him. It is um, hard for him. And I, he yeah, it's something... shit because basically he spends 90... Tom Bradshaw's game is 98% fucking shutting passing lanes down and he might get 2% of his game is getting chances that we might fizz into him at fucking bollock height for him to try and sort himself out to try and get a shot at goal. That, that's normally what happens. Uh, who would you pick as man of the match for you this afternoon, Harry? Who would you go as your man of the match I, if you had to pick one? I thought it's between the two Georges for me. It's between George Saville, who I thought was fantastic mm. um, today, and George Honeyman. Um, I think I'm going to give it to Sav just because he played the entire game and sort of took one for the team late on with a horror challenge. Made some crucial, yeah. crucial tackles and blocks. I, I, I was going to say, I mean, my choice would have been Honeyman, but I, I know what you mean about Savile. So I probably would have put it the other way around. It's just like the, when when Honeyman first arrived, talk, wild talk of him being an immediate player of the season. That was the first time I've really seen that kind yeah. of, yeah. yeah, maybe 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 it's that player, that player that we, we thought, um, but I take your point about George. I, I thought Billy did, did well this afternoon as well. Yeah. Um, I, I can't really, I can't really knock anyone in the team. To be, to be honest, um, it was just a frustrating uh, result. Um, it does feel like two points lost, but strangely, we've moved up in the table. Where are we now? With, uh, with seventh at the moment. <laughs> seventh, uh, just one point behind West Brom. With obviously with Millwood, the, the, the game in hand. And we all toddle off to to QPR next week. So um, we're in terrible form. For... You know what's going to happen. We're in the fourteenth position. I've never seen us win there, by the way. Um, have you not? Never, never uh, they, they drew. They drew today. One, one all. One all at Huddersfield. Um, just looking at a few 
tweets, um, picture of, of John Berylson doing a, a walk around, shaking hands with some people. I think this is Miss Miss Popcorn saying she's just shaking John Berylson's hand and uh, thanking him for everything he does for us. Um, was he there today? Another one here, Dawn Turley. Yeah, yeah, his pictures. Oh, yeah, right, pictures. Okay. I didn't know that. Um, Dawn Turley says, by far the worst refereeing I've seen, and we get a lot of them. Um, True. It was a poor referee. <laughs> I won't, I won't argue with you there, Dawn. Um, Phil replies that Styles and Bennett are now looking to be out for the season. Yes, they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two that came in last week just see us as neutral, as he puts it. The squad has got effectively smaller at a crucial time. Um, I saw that list of free well, transfer options going about. Anyone fancy any of them? Have you seen it? Who, who's on there? Listen, uh, I haven't seen that. Callum McManaman was on Any good there. Callum McManaman of Once of Wigan, if you remember him, he was on there. Right. Connor Wigan, okay. I think, was on there. Right. Um, right. Yeah, I, I think those are the two that sort of stood out. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, it does, the squad does feel a little bit light, but it's always been light. It wouldn't be Millwall, Harry, if we were going into a promotion run-in, feeling like we're overloaded with talent and strikers and um, top-quality players. It's just... Um, you know, it's the way it is, it always has been, and that's why we love love the club. For years, we've been on this sort of weird sort of top 10, top 12 cusp of making that next that next big leap. And we just can't seem to... It doesn't matter what we do. We don't, We can't seem to get it. I mean, even this time, we've gone for it, and we, we've, you know, with that uh, the guy from Hibs, and, and we can't get over the line. Yeah. That he's injured. Um, you know, it's rumbled on for so long in the window that we've not really got a lot else lot else to play with, so I, I don't know. I, I think, for me, I can't really blame the club. I don't really blame the club this time. I, I'd like to, you know, give them credit when they deserve credit and give them shit when they deserve shit. And I, I don't think, hmm. I think they've sort of either led up the garden path with, with this um, with this signing from Ibs or, or someone must have been spent, honest. It wasn't in, I just... I'm just looking at the squad today. Hibs Hibs played uh, well, at St Mirren. That was a a a a a, a, a well one nil win, but it wasn't Nisbet wasn't involved. So um, he pulled up last week and he's not involved this week. So you know, clearly, clearly he's not one hundred percent. Harry, it's been good talking to you, mate. Always good. No worries, mate. Always entertaining. Oh, I, I do try. I'll probably get. Enjoy. I'll probably get a load of shit now online for saying that Long's a bastard <laughs> or something. I don't know. It, it does entertain <laughs> me. People think it bothers me. It really doesn't. It's just words. <laughs> Enjoy your carry, mate. Have a good evening. Thanks for coming on. No problem. Pleasure as always, mate. Hello. Good morning, Nick. This is uh, Jim Hackett. A few observations about the game yesterday. Um, overall, I thought it was a, a much better performance for us. I thought... Uh, Despite not playing the two new players, um, which I think got everybody a little twitchy at the beginning, we ended up with not a bad side out there. And uh, if you go through the team, you know, from start to to what we ended up with, I think everybody played their part. I think um, obviously, having gone one nil up, it was disappointing that that we allowed them to get one back. And I do think George Long should have a look at himself for. When he came for that ball, I think he connected with the lad's head rather than the ball. And that's always a, a danger if you're a goalkeeper. But apart from that, he really didn't have a lot to do. Sunderland looked tidy with the ball. But overall, they didn't create too many chances and didn't create as too many problems. I thought the back four all played well. I thought Cresswell had a stormer and uh, 
really pleased for him because I think he's he's coming for a lot of criticism. But you can see yesterday when it's a bit of a battle, he was up for that and uh, possibly better in those situations than he is when he's got lots of time on the ball and uh, sometimes wants to look pretty. But no, I thought they all played really well. Again, across the middle, Honeyman, Bennett, probably their best two games of the season as well. I think Honeyman, obviously, against his old team, looked really up for it and uh, very good. And, and then Savile, I thought, was probably our best player yesterday. And uh, Billy Mitch just, just did what he always does. I thought he was a little bit looser with the ball yesterday. But apart from that, I thought it was a good performance from the whole midfield. Um, Fleming in and out of the game yesterday, but there's always something there with him, and, and I think he does get everybody a little bit um, in high anticipation whenever he gets the ball. So I really, you know, enjoy watching him, and I think his time will come as he gets more and more used to the game in England. Uh, and then Bradshaw just did what Bradshaw does; he just runs his knackers off. I think sometimes there's a lack of quality there because he's just so knackered and so does so much running. It, the, the game when um, Watmore slipped him in in the second half, it was just that lack of energy that meant he, he miscontrolled the ball, didn't run the right line and ended up going nowhere. But um, apart from that, it was it was a good game for Bradshaw. And then obviously when the subs came on, they all played their part. I thought Vogue looked very, very um, nervous. Um, and he looked like he, he's got a bit of a weight on his shoulders there because every time he got the ball, it was either, you know, just a slight miscontrol. He just didn't quite get it going. And I think he got a bollocking off somebody for not moving forward for a flowing pass. So I think he's in a, a little bit of a dangerous situation at the moment. So hopefully somebody will just get hold of him and chat and make him feel a bit better. But I thought Burke and uh, Watmore looked decent when they come on. They just give us that little bit of pace going forward. So... In all, I think um, what we well, I think we should have won it yesterday. I thought the the penalties we didn't get, starting with Bradshaw's, then Cooper, and then Cooper again, and then uh, Poxy referee gave us absolutely nothing. And it doesn't take you know, it's not a rocket science to say that you know if he give us one of them, we'd have been okay. And then you know to compound it all, he uh, he disallowed the goal and the goalkeeper spilled the ball. It wasn't because Savile was in front of him or was in his line sight at all. It was because it was a, just a poor save and Honeyman sort of snicked in, which for us was a fantastic goal. Um, really disappointed the referee. I thought he was woeful all game. He was whistle-happy in the first half. Probably not as much in the second half, but he was still very poor. And then when it really counts, when it does come down to those penalty decisions, that anywhere else on the pitch would be a free kick. For whatever reason, we never seem to get them. So, my overall thoughts after yesterday was that probably Sunderland deserved a one uh, a one all draw, but in reality, it was our game to win, and we we had it won if decisions had gone our way, if little extra points had gone our way. But I'm not overly overly disappointed because I thought we played well. Very happy for some of the players who who have been under the cosh a bit, but at least they came back for it. So. On to the next one. Come on, you Lions. Voice note time. Michael Avery here as we walk away from the den after that one-all result with Sunderland. Firstly, um, I have to say well done to Millwall for the memorial uh, section before the game. Uh, nicely done. Uh, Millwall always very good with things like that. Um, secondly, good attendance. Best attendance since 1995. Um, I'm not going to bore myself and... Uh, see when that was or who that was against but yep good good that we got eight and a half thousand um 
and yeah, that's all the pretty much stuff out of the way. On to the game itself. Wow. Uh, some people around me were saying two points dropped. So I don't agree with that. Uh, I think that Millwall probably had the better chances. Um, but except for the goal, and really, I think Honeyman testing the goalkeeper, their goalkeeper had a reasonably quiet afternoon. Um, they're saying about they're saying about the referee decisions, which yes, we don't agree with a lot of them, but it's, it's it's not the referee's fault that we can't seem to hit a five-yard pass forward, or we lack a severe severe uh, amount of penetration needed because. We just we just don't we just don't look like really breaking down defences or breaking down um, other teams and how they play. You know, Sunderland the first five ten minutes I thought they were just going to pass around us for fun, uh, and we got back into the half. But the, the actual overall quality of the game I thought wasn't great. Again, people could say it might be the referee because of how he let the game flow, but I don't I don't think that and. I think towards the end, it was just really, really disappointing. Some of our passing, some of our attempts, some of our things we wanted to do just wasn't good enough. Uh, Murray Wallace, I lost count the amount of times he just got absolutely twisted and turned by their winger. I thought Creswell didn't do too bad. Um, We did okay. Cooper played all okay as well. McNamara, for me, a lot of people have praised him for how good a player he is. I think he sort of off gets away with it a little bit because he's the whole cliche one of our own I thought some of his passing was a bit wayward today same with Billy Mitch uh, Savile I thought did okay from what I saw from him Honeyman did alright Bradshaw got into the game but again there's a few times where his touch was a bit too heavy and he didn't really um, he didn't really do enough for me to really uh, test the goalkeeper but yeah it's a point it's a frustration point and these are games that we can't afford to be dropping points, you know, especially when you're 1-0 up. 1-0 up at home, big attendance, you know, against a team uh, who, who probably would have took the draw. You know, you, you've got to kill games like that off. And, you know, I said for the last 15, 20 minutes, I thought Sunderland um, done more with the ball and, and you know, they got they got their goal. one all. I said before the game, it'd be 0-0 or 1-0. Uh, I said before the ball was kicked to those around me that this has got one or a draw written all over it. There you go. Um, I think a lot of people think the same. As always, in these voice notes, dust ourselves off. Here we go again. Come on, you lines. Oh, and final voice note as well. Um, I mean, I don't know if he listens, but passing on my best to uh, Mason Bennett as well. Uh, that looks a really, really nasty injury. And um, yeah, hope he hope he does all right. Uh, we wish you well, Mason. Hello, Nick. Very frustrated, Bill Slack. I'm as frustrated this evening as I was when I come out of Den at five o'clock today. That was two points dropped today. No two ways about it. Um, and I'm going to have to put it down to Gary Rowett. I will never understand that bloke's reluctance to make substitutions. I'm not talking about tactical substitutions. I'm not talking about. Going to a 5-4-3-9-1 with overlapping this, that and the other and play between the lines bollocks. You know, I'm not talking about high press, low press, high block, low block, round the block and whatever else these kids talk about. I'm talking about the fundamental role of a substitute is to replace players who have put a shift in and are absolutely knackered. And there were a number of candidates on, on, 
on 60-70 minutes that he could have chosen. Tom Bradshaw, God bless that man. Um, I've never seen a player work as hard as him. But I'm telling you now, he was he was finished on 70 minutes. And I don't understand that. I just don't, I just don't get it. George Saville, when he gave away the free kick that led to the goal, he, he, he got booked for. It was a tired challenge. I'll guarantee he, t- he sat up, he stood up in front of the ref and said, I got there as quick as I could, ref. Um, because he was absolutely shattered. They've got Ryan Leonard on the bench. I'm sure Shackleton was on the bench. Burke's on the bench. We've got good players to come on and, and, and make a difference, and we just didn't do it. Imagine if Ollie Burke had been given another 10 minutes against a tiring Sunderland defence. I, I just... So frustrating. And then, of course, what does he do? They equalise. He, he brings on subs and... It's just the same old, same old, isn't it? Um, Ollie Burke did impress me, though. Really surprised me with his um, his aerial ability. I don't remember that from the last time round. And I'll tell you something now. I don't care if Ollie Burke was brought in as a, a, a left winger, a right winger, a centre mid or a goalkeeper. He's got to play up front for the rest of the season. He's just got to. Um, I've long accepted that Millwall compulsively bang it up the middle Um to the centre-forward, regardless if the centre-forward is Matt Smith or the two-foot short of Tom Bradshaw. So that's never going to change. So at least let's get somebody up there who can get up and win some of these headers and actually frighten defences. I I love Tom Bradshaw, but he ain't going to score us 10 or 15 goals between now and the end of the season. It's going to give us any chance of getting in in that top six. Um... Murray, God bless him, he reminds me of Steve Morrison in the last three months of his time at Millwall, where where he, he, he knew what he wanted to do. His head said one thing, but his feet did the other. I've been watching Murray for a few weeks quite closely now, and um, and that that boy's taking longer and longer to get up to top speed, and um, his top speed ain't really what it was. George Long, I'm, I'm a little bit sick of hearing people tell me George Long's a better keeper than Bart. I, I judge my keepers on on shots saved, headers saved, corners come for. Um, I really don't judge my keepers on how fucking far they can kick it. I I just don't. And that was a diabolical bit of keeping that was today. He had no business being there. Um, yeah, I just frustrating all round. Um, I've got Millwall throat, um, which my wife finds sexy which is, is why I'm sat outside my house in the car waiting for us to go to sleep. Um, yeah, disappointing, but, you know, we're still there or thereabouts, mate, aren't we, against all odds. So, um, yeah, all the best, Nick, and come on, you Lions. Hi, Nick. John Rankin here, just calling in with a match report after the 1-1 draw at the den against Sunderland. Well, an amazing spectacle to be a part of. Um, they flashed up on the screen that it was a record attendance since 1995, 18,500. It was a great day. Um, we met some of the players coming in, and I, I, I said hello to John Berylson. That was a highlight for me. What super guy. He chatted to us. Really, really nice guy. And... Um, on to the match. Uh, as you know, we sit in the cold blow lane, and so 
it was kind of uh, not a huge amount of the match happened down at our end. I think our first half was better than our second half, as was the case when we played uh, Sunderland up at the Stadium of Light. I looked at the match stats and I had 61% possession. Um, I've got to say that I think the referee wasn't in control of the game, to be honest, despite the fact that really in the second half it looked like we were trying to just sit on a 1-0 lead. Um, and Sunderland started playing some very good football and there was an inevitability really that they were going to have a chance, not so much score, but they were going to come very close. And unfortunately they did with the uh, pantomime villain Alex Pritchard who got a load of abuse before the game uh, crossing into the box. And one of their defenders, I think, heading into the net very late in the game. But talking about Millwall, I think everyone played well. Standout performance for me was was George Honeyman. Um, I think he gave it his heart and soul um, against one of his old clubs. I think he was captain of Sunderland and he put in a real great performance. And I think everyone played well. You know, you can't really pick out anyone to say that they played badly. It was a match of total commitment. The crowd was absolutely awesome. And the Sunderland crowd was awesome as well. It was a great spectacle to witness, to be honest with you. Of course, I'd have liked us to win. And I think we did deserve a win. Despite the quality football that Sunderland played, especially in the second half, um, I thought the referee was pretty atrocious, to be honest with you. I think he was too frightened to give a decision in our favour. I think he just lost control of himself um, because there were one or two clear penalties. George Honeyman scored a goal, which we were celebrating fully and were sat back down in our seats and then to our horror, found out it had been ruled offside. Um, and, you know, Jake Cooper scored our goal, which was a little bit scrappy, but it was it was a goal nonetheless, and it was after a lot of pressure. So, a pretty fantastic spectacle at the Dem. I think the crowd were absolutely immense, and the Sunderland crowd made a fair bit of noise as well. I've got to mention Mason Bennett. He's gone off with a broken leg. What a warrior. And, um, you know, very sad to see that guy go off. We're very excited in the cold blow lane end about Duncan Watmore. And Burke came on very late and immediately, I think, made an impact down the right wing. Very, very fast and skillful player. Um, so I believe we're sitting seventh in the table. You know, it's probably two points dropped, but it's not three points dropped. And we go on to QPR next week. Come on, you Lions. Achtung, Mehlball. It's the uh, cold light of Sunday morning, dear listeners. And I recorded the uh, conversation with Harry last night in the immediate afterglow of what at the time felt like a fairly disappointing one-all draw versus Sunday. It felt like points lost yesterday. Um, I think in a cold light of day and having seen the YouTube reel which comes out of a Sunday morning of course, um, I still think we're unlucky. I thought we did very well against a decent looking Sunderland side. I thought in the attack they were a pretty good side um, and Tony Mowbray 
He is an experienced manager. He has some very kind words about uh, Millwall, as he ever does. I think every time he comes down with his various clubs and sides, he always speaks well of the den. Um, mentioned the atmosphere. I was just looking at the um, Twitter feed. Richard Corley, um, he says, we weren't allowed to play for long spells to play the way we want to play. Huge credit to them, to us, to Millwall. And their intensity is a very unique place to play football. Um, I thought yesterday's fixture was, if I were a neutral, which I'm not, um, I thought it was a very entertaining game. Um, obviously, as as a partisan, um, you know, fan, it doesn't feel so entertaining in the moment. I think on reflection, um, two decent sides went at it in a very, very committed English style of play, and that is why we go to watch football. Did listen? I just looked at the YouTube reel. Um, great chance early on for Mason Bennett, which I don't think Harry and I mentioned last night. Um, it was a really nice work to it, and he was very unlucky. Um, nice move down the right side. Uh, George Honeyman, who I thought played exceptionally well yesterday. I, I made him my man of the match, as, as I said with Harry. Um, and a bit of luck from Mason there would have put us 1-0 ahead. Um, also, uh, another move here again. I thought he was very effective in that first half. Mason Bennett coming down the left side. And this is the show. This is the disallowed goal, isn't it? This is the um, shot from the edge of the penalty area by, by Zien. Poked home. I mean, it's very difficult to see the offside. I've seen freeze frames that people have posted online showing Savile marginally offside, um, arguably, debatably, in the line of sight of the goalkeeper. Um, don't know. Um, the Cresswell chance, um, which, again, I don't think Harry and I mentioned in the, in the heat of the conversation yesterday. Probably should have done better there. Um, the goal was very nicely taken, actually, when it came. Um, this was another right-sided corner. Came in, fell to Jake, pretty much laying on the floor, effectively, and he poked it home in off the post. A great goal poacher's take, really. The the Sunderland equaliser, very disappointing. Um, very hard to allocate blame. Silent was saying Cresswell should have dealt with it, but then he's got long cut, making a run forwards, punching through, um, missing the ball but punching through the the Sunderland player's head. Um, I think it's got to go down as an error on Jules Long, sadly. Um, we have to have some accountability, um, and that was an error by a goalkeeper, which cost us cost us valuable points. In the cold light of day, um, it wasn't such a disastrous result. The, the fixture was very, very hyped. The full house yesterday maxed the atmosphere up and cranked matters up to up to 11. Um, not sure where the hype really came from. The you know the transfer window wasn't that exciting to have generated that amount of hype, full house hype. I suppose Sunderland bringing a large away following will always um, make for a good you know a, a good day out. Uh, Eighteen and a half thousand, the highest attendance at the Den since nineteen ninety five. Um, so well done, everyone. In the cold light of day, we did move up a place, as I said to Harry last night. We've, we're now sitting in seventh position, still very much in the mix. Weather at the end of the season, this will be one of those fixtures that we all look back on and say, that cost us. Don't know. It's going to be quite a few fixtures, one way or the other, and quite a few other clubs that have yet got um, you know got the stories to tell. We'll see. Onwards and upwards, as they say, to QPR next week. Thank you for listening to this, dear listeners. Um, Arrivederci Millwall. Achtung, Millwall.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 